Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee, and I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's Friday. We have Susan back with us. She was on vacation last week. Welcome back, Susan. Thank you. How are you doing, Father? Great, great. We're going to do something a little different today because the headlines, I just was, you know, the headlines changed so quickly. And uh, the reading today was very interesting. If you've been to Mass this this morning, uh, the readings today uh, speak about being uh, wise as doves Mm -hmm. and uh, simple as doves and shrewd as serpents. Uh, And Jesus is saying, beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts. Uh, Brother will hand over brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and put them to death. So uh, an ominous proclamation of Jesus Christ. And we often think of these things as being, well, that was for 2,000 years ago. Certainly that could never happen today. But I tell you, we're living in strange times. So this is just one this morning, I, I get a uh, email every day from something called The Loop, which is sort of like a Catholic snapshot of what's going on in the world through the Catholic lens. Listen to some of these headlines. So, Senator Elizabeth Warren, do we remember her? Remember her yeah. running yeah. for president? Our yeah. little Democrat from Massachusetts who was convinced she was uh, an Indian, but turns out she wasn't. Uh, she has now calling She's demanding to put a stop to all pregnancy resource clinics in the country. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah. So pregnancy resource clinics, these are not places that do abortions. Yeah. These are places that actually help women who are pregnant. They get right. them the vitamins. They give them checkups. They yeah. do the uh, ultrasounds and all that. She wants to yeah. shut them all down. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of what's happening. Uh, this is shocking to, to me, to many people. You know, why would you hurt pregnant women? But. What we have believed all along is now coming into the light. They were never for choice. That was a ruse. They were always for abortion. And she wants to now hurt pregnant women. Shame on this woman. She should be thrown out. I would throw her out of the country, not just her her job as a Democrat. Uh, What a disgusting thing when you're going to go after women. But she's not alone. She's not alone. Because uh, in North Carolina, the governor is issuing executive orders to protect abortionists. Louisiana, their Supreme Court, is blocking the abortion ban down there. Um, it's happening all, you know, we knew the fight was going to go on, but it's it's all coming into the light, which is a good thing. Yeah. Now, the, the Teachers Union, the National Education Association of America, the teachers, the largest teachers union in the, in the country, uh, they have vowed that they're going to uh, push continue to push for abortion rights and they're also going to push the lgbtq agenda this is the head of the teachers union mm-hmm. i mean it's unbelievable to me and the that the nea that i just spoke to you about is mm-hmm. also 
they vote, they've just voted to promote abortion in the schools. Promote it. They're going to promote it to your kids. Can you imagine? I know. Finally, then you can pick what you want to talk about. Finally, (laughs) uh, the drag queens that they've been pushing into schools to do uh, book readings and that are at Mm -hmm. your local library to read books to your kids. Well, the leader of the pack, a guy named Bryce Williams, also known as uh, Anastasia Diamond, when he's Mm -hmm. dressed up in his his uh, drag outfit, he was just arrested on 25 counts of child pornography. Mm-hmm. After he was found with all these videos of children being raped. Uh, I'm not saying all drag queens do this, but you know what? There's something inherently wrong with a man that wants to dress like a woman. There's something wrong in the way in the formation in the mind that they don't understand their true identity. And so, uh, you know, you we have to be careful. When we have children ar- around us, you must be watching them like a hawk. Uh, this is the, all these things all released on one news cycle. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's 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 very disheartening when you um, look at the world today. Like we're totally confused. Um, and you're right. You have to watch your children like a hawk because they're coming for the children and um, they're trying to indoctrinate them to hate parents and to embrace all of this anti-God agenda. But you know, that, that, like, that's what it is. It's anti-God. And well, and it's also like, if you think of it, you know, from a, a, the spiritual perspective of like the church being the woman, like the, you know, the church is always referred to as she, like everything out there is about basically like defiling women, um, making, you know, making women, not women. And of course we have this issue of not being able to define what a woman is. Right. And, and so all of this is extremely harmful to women. When you think about what Elizabeth Warren was doing or is, say, is stating there is like she doesn't want these women to get help with their pregnancies and to choose life. And so it's it's like you said, it's a, not about the, you know, the fertile life giving um, that a woman has. It's about taking that away. And and it's. It really is disgusting. I mean, it reminds me of um, Romans chapter one, you know, where it says um, that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and injustice of those who by their injustice suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. See, we know truth. We know natural law. We know like how our bodies are supposed to work and we're trying to change how our bodies are supposed to work. And and this is the way that Satan gets to us super easy is like by twisting what our bodies are made for. He can't possess our souls. So he tries to possess our bodies or twist what we do and twist our desires to twist up our souls so that we defy God. Um, and it's, Sorry, go ahead. So, on that vein, this same group, the National Education Association of America, uh, basically the teachers' union, they're also removing the word mother Mm -hmm. from all of its publications and messaging. Instead, they're now going to call women birthing people. Mm -hmm. Birthing Mm -hmm. people. Now, 
you know, again, where does the lunacy not start sink into people's heads and they go, this is ridiculous. But this has been going on for quite some time. You may remember the woman who wrote the book, The Anti-Mary Spirit. Just like there's an anti-Christ, there's an anti-Mary. She did a lot of research in this anti-Mary movement in in the world. And one of the most striking things for me was she talked about Cosmo magazine. I don't know if it's still published today, but back yeah. in the 70s and 80s, this was a big, it was like right up there with the rest of them. Uh, and the woman running it, Helen Gurley Brown, uh, she was putting all these women on the cover, you know, every month or however mm-hmm. often it's published. And they were the Cosmo girl. Mm-hmm. And they could do anything. They could be stewardesses. They could be flight. They could be, they could be the pilot. They could be a fireman. They could be anything they wanted to be, right? There's two things you could not be if you were going to be the Cosmo girl. And people would say, well, what would that be, father? You couldn't be a woman. You couldn't be a mother. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't be a virgin. Yeah. Isn't yep. that interesting? The very two uh, very much defining factors of the Blessed Mother, virgin and mother, right. you couldn't be if you wanted to be the Cosmo girl. Right. Uh, that mentality is now coming into full-blown uh, existence with this culture with or i should say the people trying to bend the culture the nea Mm -hmm. saying we're not going to call we're not we'll no longer call women who've had children mothers they're they're called birthing parents birthing people outrageous and just one more crazy thing so we have this republican susan wilde she's a democrat imagine that from pennsylvania i'm sorry if you're a democrat and listening i'm not i'm not sweeping the whole democrat base as being weird um but I just don't understand the mindset of these people. This woman is saying now, this is what she said. She said that the recent Supreme Court prayer in public schools decision mm-hmm. is equivalent to the Taliban. The mm-hmm. Taliban. Yeah. So what, what you're starting to see is that the state is looking at Christians as the enemy. We have become the enemy of the state because of the values we uphold. And that's why they're lashing out so harsh right now. It's mm-hmm. this final unleashing. They're going, they're after the church. If they can take the church out of the picture, mm-hmm. then they have free reign to do whatever they want. Right. Isn't that true? Yes, it's totally true. And going back to that Romans 1, you know, that continues on and says, claiming to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal humans or birds, or four-footed animals, or reptiles. And God gave them over to the desires of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. And they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. That's all happening right now. I I believe it is. I believe it is. And that's why it's very difficult to have a discussion with these people, because Mm -hmm. they literally don't see the truth. Right. Because they have been give, they've given themselves over to their passions, and as a result, the Lord has removed His grace right. and His wisdom from them, uh, and right. they can't see the truth. It's very interesting. Years ago, uh, there was a very wonderful priest that I followed quite a bit. Uh, I think he's gone off to a monastery to pray for the world in recent years, mm-hmm. but he could tell from the way somebody would interact with him. Usually it was somebody that was overly aggressive and uh, chastising him for something he said in one of his homilies. And one day a woman 
went up to him and, and started ranting at him, saying, you know, I'm sick of hearing you talk about, you know, uh, we have to be obedient to the teachings of the church and all this. And and he just listened to her until she finally stopped. Mm-hmm. And he said, are you a Catholic? She says, I am. And he said, you need to go to confession. I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's been years. And she goes, why do you say that? And he said, because I can tell from your, your rage and your pride that you you need to go to confession. And so he finally asked, he goes, when was the last time you go to confession? She says, well, it has been years. I don't believe in it. Right. He said, well, that's why you're so angry. Right. You need to have your sins forgiven and taken away. Uh, right. But he could tell right away, like, I can tell this person is being uh, literally like a slave to the demons that are oppressing her. Mm-hmm. I think the same right now. I think all of hell has been emptied because the first of all, the exorcism cases are through the roof. And it's yeah. usually the last two weeks, it's all been kids. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? All, all yeah. about 13. 13 year olds seem to be mm-hmm. the target of uh, the devil these days. And mm-hmm. uh, one after the next, they keep coming in. Yeah. But if you're not praying, if you're not keeping your soul clean, if you're not asking for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, you're going to get lost. Mm-hmm. You're going to get lost. This is no longer an option. This is mandatory. If you want to survive the days we're living in, you must keep your soul clean and you must be begging the Holy Spirit to animate your mind, your heart, and your soul. Right. And we, we actually also need to be praying for all these people. It's like you said, you can't dialogue with these people um, because they're not open. Their hearts are like totally closed. And it's almost like dialoguing with the demon when you're, you know, and you're not supposed to do that when, when the like confusion and the thinking is so clouded and so messed up, but our prayer is efficacious for these people and our sacrifices. And we need to be like fasting and um, doing penance and making reparation because God can take all of that and our cooperation with him and he can work miracles and wonders and he can change heart and hearts, you know, and yesterday, father, when I sat in church and I was, this stuff is all super overwhelming. And, and, you know, just because you know me personally, like I have sort of felt like this past year, I've been, I felt a little bit like Job, you know, there's just been thing after thing that's happening and you can get stuck in this, pattern of like anxiety or despair because that's where the devil's trying to take you he's trying to wear you out and make you you know turn away from the things that will make you holy and sanctified and bring resurrection he's trying to get you to do that so you find you know you find yourself down or in despair and you don't you don't feel like praying or you don't feel like doing the things you should do well that's exactly when you should double down and do the things that you should do and keep praying and keep um, calling on the Lord because he's in the middle of it with us, you know, and, and it's just like when you come across these people or uh, there's so little control we have of our leaders, like when our president or our, you know, the speaker of the house who totally defies, you know, Catholic teaching, there's so little control that we as individuals have over that, but we can be praying for them and You know, we want to be like Christ who does want all people to be saved. That's why he came. Now, whether or not they choose that, that's up to them. But our prayers for them can help with that. 
And when I was sitting in the chapel yesterday, it was like, just very clear that that total like radical forgiveness that Stephen gave before he died, like that, God used that to convert St. Saint Paul from Saul to Paul. And, and that radical forgiveness you talked about on your show on Wednesday with Maria Goretti and Alessandro Serenetti. And it's like God used her radical forgiveness and her prayer to convert him. And so we have to think bigger, like beyond our like worldly ways of thinking. And how can I, how can I get this to go my way? And it, it's like, and you know, I've talked about this before, like in my own life, kind of accepting the suffering and not fighting against it and offering it up for all these things and believing that it's efficacious and believing that God will work miracles because he will, because he's a healer and a miracle worker. And that is how we persevere in these times as we look up to him and not down at what the devil is doing. True. We do need to be praying for these people. Um, and our, that actually, we do have a tremendous amount of power with our intercessory prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, when prayers go up to, to heaven, they, they can create a tipping point uh, where the Lord then moves his hand uh, in on somebody's life. You know, mm-hmm. Saul, I'm sure there were prayers being sent up for Saul's conversion as he's terrorizing the Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like that, you know, the same priest I was talking about earlier, he had a, a mother contact him saying that her... Her, her young son, who was about 20 at the time, uh, has left the church and actually was very had an animosity towards the church. And she says, well, you talk to my son. He said, he's not listening to you? She said, no. He said, why would you think if he's not listening to you, his mother, that he'd listen to a stranger? And she goes, just go talk to him. So he said, fine, <laughs> I'll talk to your son. He went in to see the son, and the son was pretty arrogant. And he says, what, what do you want to say to me? And he said, I'm not going to say anything to you. I'm just here to let you know that I'm just praying God hits you in the head with a two by four. (laughs) Can you imagine? And the kid was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you're going to get hit in the head with a two by four. Wait for it. (laughs) And the kid was like, what is that supposed to mean? He goes, oh, you'll know when it happens. Mm -hmm. About a week later, he's in a car wreck. He's now in the hospital in a body cast. Mm -hmm. Priest goes back, says, hello. And the kid looks up at him and says, I guess this was the two by four. He goes, exactly. Are you ready yeah. to talk about God now? And he was. He yeah. was open to it because he realized uh, there is a bigger force than just our own spirit. And right. it took that and the prayers of the priests saying, Lord, convert him. Uh, mm-hmm. That sometimes it takes a, an event. Now, the mom probably wasn't too pleased about being in the car wreck. But ultimately, she was so happy her son came back to the faith. Well, oftentimes it's that, because what that does is it humbles you. You're like, and that that's something, as a person in the past, I was such a, you know, a paradox because I often felt insecure and like, um, like I'm terrible and awful, but at the same time, I would feel like I was better than other people. My sins aren't as bad as their sins. And, and like things that have happened over the years that I'm like, Oh, I would never X, Y, Z like, or that would never happen in my house, uh, you know? And it's like over the years, the Lord's like, let me, let me show you like what's coming at people. And I get humble or humiliated basically. And then I, and I, I have learned to like 
really when when you're looking at these people it's like that sorrow of mary's heart because um you know it's like the sorrow for that we don't see how much god loves us that we don't see it and that we're not confident in how much god loves us um and she you know she could could see all of that i I just when you mentioned 13 earlier it actually made me think of mary because i always think of the 12 apostles and then mary so like the 13th person there um and and to me there's some significance to that that like if you have a 13 year old child out there consecrate your child to the blessed virgin mary because she works tirelessly in intercession for us and our children and also St. Michael. Uh, I was just yeah. reading recently from that mystic down in South America, uh, Luz de Maria, where uh, the Lord said that St. Michael has been given the task of protecting the children during mm-hmm. this very turbulent time. So, and, and said that he would be there if you call upon him to protect your kids. So yeah. one more thing you can add to your list of uh, prayers is to call upon the yeah. head, the legion the head of the all the heavenly armies that Michael yeah. would come and protect your kids and yeah. teach your kids about your, not just Michael, but their own guardian angel. Uh, yeah. they, they, I think it would give a kid great peace knowing that no matter what they're going through, their angel is right there with them as well as right. Jesus and Mary. But you know, that angel's only assigned to them, nobody else. Right. Right. And, and the angels are powerful and they're here to, you know, fight the evil off and away from us and so absolutely that's that's great advice um i do that i pray for angels to surround my children every day i've asked saint joseph to protect them every day um you know and it's and there there's an element my kids have made mistakes and my kids have they're sinners just like i'm a sinner and you know but there's this element of understanding that when you're turning to the communion of saints that that communion of saints is working for you and helping to convert your children's heart you know so it, there, we have so many powerful intercessors in the catholic faith and we just have to remain steadfast and confident you know my my husband has been listening to the you know that bible in a year podcast that father mike schmitz does uh-huh and and it's just like when you're like sitting and listening through these stories, you know, and it, it's like over and over again, you know, the people turn away from God, you know, then all this stuff happens, all this bad stuff happens to them. They get conquered or there's famine or there's whatever. And and when they turn back to God, there's like flourishing and fruitfulness and blessings and that kind of stuff. And, but, we're all like so short sighted. And I guess last week we were listening to, I think, I think the King's name was Hezekiah, his story. And it was like, he was, he was a pretty good King, but like at the end of it, it was, you know, he gets told basically that Israel will fall and he's like, well, I'll be dead by then. So that's okay. I don't care as long as my tenure is good, you know? And so it's like all this kind of selfishness, you know, where, the long-term vision of like the people that come after you. And I think we've gotten away altogether of like our connection to our ancestry and the people that come after us. We're killing our babies, you know, like that's, that's what we're doing. And, but there's something beautiful about the whole story of salvation history and how God works it out. And, and going back to Job and telling you, I felt like Job at times that story 
you know, Job is like suffering, suffering, suffering. He never curses God. He, he continues to state that God is good. And when God takes him into the whirlwind and he like sees the whole entirety of the plan, it's just like you feel so small and dumb, at, I guess, at the end of that is like, oh, I see what you were working and I wish I had trusted, you know? At least that's how I, like, so it's all about, there's a reason why Faustina and that whole prayer, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you because the plan is much larger than just us. And God wants for our salvation. He wants for our kids' salvation more than we do, you know? Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. we have to trust that. We have to trust that. Lots to ponder. Yeah. And much to pray for. Um so with all these things, we have to keep, you know, all the, the NEA and, you know, shutting down pregnancy clinics. and all. We have to be engaged in the battle and we have to fight against that. But to fight intelligently, you have to know who you're fighting and you're fighting powers and principalities. So you can do all the things on the human level that you can do. But if you're not including prayer, fasting, sacrifice, like, in that and you're not asking god for big giant miracles then you're missing most of the picture that will defeat it right if you're relying solely on your human means to defeat because you know i that this woman hating spirit it's like a jezebel spirit like it just wants to destroy everything that's womanly you know we have to be like praying against that and not isolating ourselves from others who pray. We need to pray together. It's like you were talking about the power of intercession and don't leave that out because that's how we persevere. That's how, you know, we start to see miracles as we believe and we have faith that God will bring us through these times. These times we're living in the days of Elijah. Mm-hmm. And who is Elijah's arch nemesis? I'm giving me the Bible, the Bible, Jezebel, Jezebel. Jezebel. (laughs) And that's why the Jezebel spirit is so alive and present. I was thinking about about, like they were sacrificing to to Baal on the mountain. I'm like, wait, which? (laughs) Sorry. No, it was Queen, Queenie Jezebel. Yes, yes. We are out of time, but thank you for being back with us, Susan. And thank you all for listening. Um, Battle Ready has become the second most popular show on Radio Maria, I believe, globally. Uh, So thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, Father Livio is still winning in the number one spot, and good for him. Uh, (laughs) He's a great, he is a great, great, great priest, and God bless him for the work he does. Uh, And God bless you. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great weekend. This is Father Dan signing out.